Hello to Embarrassed to Ask listeners. Before we start today's show, we want to tell you about something special we're doing later this month. As you probably know, our friend and colleague Walt Mossberg, with whom I co-founded All Things D and Recode, is retiring. We've had Walt on this show a couple of times before, and we're going to bring him back one last time for a very special episode of Too Embarrassed very to Ask, special. which we are going to tape at the Code Conference at the end of May. And we want you to send us any questions you have for Walt, who has been pretty much the most important tech reviewer of all time, correct? I completely agree with that. And I'm not just saying that because he has in the past been my boss. I I think he is the most influential. A pioneer. And I think he's going to be sorely missed in journalism. But we do want all of your questions, all the things you ever wanted to ask Walt. You could ask about his career or the gadgets he uses or what he thinks of my cat, Nougat, oh who my he God, has you met. that cat in again. Stop with the cat. I never mentioned my cat. Please don't ask about the you cat. talk about your cat. We should talk about I your cat more. I never talk about the cat and I'm never going to talk Let's about my cat. Let's do a whole podcast about your cat. <laughs> Let's not and say we did. Anyway, please contribute. Walt is a special person to both Lauren and I and he's a special person to all of tech. So definitely send your questions in. Yep, you can email them to tooembarrassed at recode.net and send those in by Friday, May 26th. And as we like to say, embarrassed has two R's and two S's in case you cannot spell. Okay, enough of this. Let's get on with the show. Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, Executive Editor of Recode. And I'm Lauren Good, Senior Tech Editor at The Verge. And you're listening to Too Embarrassed to Ask, coming to you from the Vox Media Podcast Network, and I'm in the Vox Media headquarters also. This is the show where we answer all of your embarrassing questions about consumer tech. It could be anything, like why did Microsoft just make a Surface laptop, or why is Microsoft making laptops at all? What's the fate of Uber and Travis Kalanick? What the hell is a fidget spinner, and why did Peter Kafka bring one into studio today? Did Kara two, Lauren. Did, why did he bring two into the studio today? And did Kara take the subway like a real New Yorker, or did she take a car service like a fancy I lady? I took a cab. I took a cab because right. I was late here because I was having lunch at the Soho House with Brooke Hammerling and other people. See, you had to get um, it in there so, that you're a fancy lady. Yeah. You just, yes, you I'm had a fancy to get it in had there. a lovely time with all the celebrities there. It was very nice. That's fine. There, there are no celebrities left at the Any, Soho House. I don't, I don't care. It's 2017. All right. I used to go to the sorry. wing, Kara. That's I didn't where wear it's my happening. glasses, so it could have fallen on top of me. I would have known. Anyway, we are here with, obviously, Peter's lobbing some nice insults in, as usual. Um, but let me just say, before we get to the show, we want to make sure you send us your question about all issues like this. Um, you can find us on Twitter or tweet them to at Recode or to myself or to Lauren with the hashtag Too Embarrassed. And a reminder, we also have an email address. It's Too Embarrassed at Recode net and embarrassed has two R's and two S's. Yes. So, okay, so you're in New York and you're yeah. with Peter Kafka. I am, indeed. I was here to do a panel with a very stellar group of women, Tammy Haddad, Megan Murphy, who is the editor of Business Week, and Carolyn Ryan, who is a top editor at the New York Times. And we talked about a hundred days into the Trump presidency. Carrie, you, you, you dropped some names there. You yes. want to pick them up? No, I'm not going to pick okay. them up because I want to mention top powerful women any chance I can just to keep you in line, Peter Kafka. Anyway, it was great. We talked about the first hundred days of the Trump presidency and we had done a similar thing in Munich at the DLD conference and it was quite lively. It was a very good group of people. You know, on some level, just all. dropping all those wonderful names and then and then mentioning Trump is just like the perfect shot. I know, but these women were super smart about big where league. everything's going. Big league ladies. Big league. Um, big league. Big league ladies. Anyway, so, so it was good. So here good. I am. I'm, I'm coming to D.C. and then I'll be back in San Francisco to see you, Lauren. 
Well, I'm very excited that Peter is joining us because today on Too Embarrassed to Ask, we are going to be podcasting about Twitter video, specifically the company's live video efforts, um, which it's been sort of announcing over the past couple weeks. And I will say that this episode was partly inspired by a question we received from one of our readers, from Ben Wood, who did ask a question about Twitter video, um, and he used the hashtag, not old, I swear, so we knew it was going to be a good one. And we're going to get to that. Um, And so we're thrilled to welcome back to the show, Recode Senior Mediator Peter Kafka. That's me. Kafka, who is right here with me in the New York studio. Uh, Last time Peter was on, uh, you two talked about Netflix and other streaming services, and now we're talking about Twitter. Remember our Juicero episode? That was great. Oh, that was really fun. He made a cameo. Oh, yeah. He came in and and we said, Peter, do you want to ask a question? And And he said, why is it Wi-Fi connected? That was what you asked. And then you asked a couple Um, other questions. But, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Jason Del Rey, who we offered the gift of a Juicero, does not want one now. He's not letting me buy him one, which I promised him. can't afford the, the juice. Maybe so. Maybe so. Anyway, he wanted it and he doesn't want it now. So he just wants me to find him speakers for his code conference, call speakers for his code (laughs) conference, which I was like, get the juicer, for goodness sake. Um, So we're going to talk a lot about Twitter video because it's been in the the news lately for a lot of reasons. So go over the the news, Peter, from uh, a couple weeks ago about uh, Bloomberg's partnership that was just announced recently. So – so the context is the new fronts, new fronts, digital upfronts. This is the internet's version of copying TV. TV every spring says, "Here are the new TV shows we're coming out with next spring. Come pay us for them." Advertiser. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the digital version of it is, "Here are shows we'd like to make sometime in the next year, mm-hmm. if an advertiser shows up." So it's a little different. Um, so in that context, Twitter said, and Twitter's been saying for a while, video is very important for us. Video, video, video. Last fall, they did live video with the NFL. They've right. been doing various live video deals for a while now. And this is literally just a chance for them to put them all in, in one group. So they led with this idea that they're going to make a 24-7 news channel with Bloomberg plus a b- bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Included in this 24-7 news channel. No, the Bloomberg channel is going to be Bloomberg people talking about right. news. Different than the Bloomberg channel you can already get on cable. And then a bunch so, of other shows, so including people why like The Verge. why it's good for Bloomberg and why it's good for Twitter. Now, I know Bloomberg's <laughs> had a hard time getting people to watch its programming. And they have a ton of it. They have a ton of it. They do a ton out of San Francisco. Bloomberg has a ton of programming. They don't have a ton of cable carriage deals. Right. So that's generally a disadvantage for them because they're not usually getting money for it. The upside is they've been very uh, progressive, liberal – Forward thinking about licensing their stuff as broadly as possible. Remember sure. Aereo, the, mm-hmm. the startup mm-hmm. that was crushed in the Supreme Court? Bloomberg did a deal with them. Mm-hmm. They, everyone else is suing them. Bloomberg said, oh, well, we'll, we'll put our programming on Aereo. Um, they put it on YouTube. They'll put it anywhere they can put it. So they're promiscuous at Bloomberg. Promiscuous. That's the right word. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they want eyeballs on their stuff, right? They would like to eventually take on the CNNs of the world or at right. least the MSNBCs or the CNBCs. Twitter desperately wants video. Uh, the big problem for Twitter generally, and if we can sort of skip ahead, is the stuff that's most valuable, the stuff that most people want to see, is on television. And television isn't going to give that up anytime soon. So they're going to pay a ton of money for it or create something So you're not going to see an NBC deal on Twitter necessarily. Not for the programming that NBC is getting paid a lot of money for already. Because Twitter would have to essentially... They would either have to outbid, right, other people who are trying to license the content, or they would have to try to find specific types of content that just work really well for Twitter, but maybe aren't. Well, yeah, as well as TV, that's a whole other right? category, like what works well for Twitter. Well, we're going to go into that. But in all the way. stuff that's expensive and stuff that people want to watch is locked up, basically. So, Twitter, and, and by the way, almost everyone who's trying to get into video, Facebook, in, including websites like like The Verge and, and all the other fine uh, Vox media sites have this problem, which is we think people want to watch video. We want to show them video. We either have to make it ourselves or, or buy it, and we can't really buy it. So we're going to have to try to find a way to make it 
much more cheaply than, than and get it distributed and get mm-hmm, it distributed. Mm-hmm. Right. How are how so, are the deals structured? How much is Twitter paying Bloomberg for the content? Are they paying them enough to have staffers that can handle all of this twenty four seven live streaming? I don't know the financials. Bloomberg has said this is a new feed for them. This is not. They're not taking the existing cable channel. One of the secrets of, of, of video as it exists right now is it's not that expensive for someone like Bloomberg, who generally has these people on staff already, to put them in front of a video camera and have them talk. Bloomberg says it'll be more than just that, but that's probably going to be the bulk of it, right? It's going to resemble something like CNN but on a cheaper scale. But why? Why is that good? Like, so just putting know. up crappy video on Twitter? I what, don't know. I mean, like, they, they, I think they, we'll buy your crappy video. When they announced it, they said, "Look, this is good. this is not just going to be your standard sort of craptastic mm-hmm. uh, video feed. We're going to make it social, and there'll be sort of interactive stuff." But we don't know until it exists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is Twitter hoping for? What is their goal here? Less cynical version of it would be they want to provide interesting video that our, their users right. would like to see. Mm-hmm. The more cynical version is they want a story to tell Wall Street and advertisers, which mm-hmm. is everyone wants video. We have video. Live video is the most valuable thing. We have that now. Um, so we're just like a cable channel. So you should pay us cable channel rates. You should. By the way, the cable guys charge subscribers to watch this stuff. Mm-hmm. This stuff's free. It's even better. And they also want Wall Street to believe this story that they are now not just a place where Donald Trump can can say awful things in text, but you can see video in addition to seeing Donald Trump's tweets. Right. But when you're thinking of your Twitter, they tried. They they've been early to a lot of things. They really have. They were earlier to the the Periscope and every and Vine and things like that. But they never make hay out of it. It's kind of interesting. Other people take advantage. Yeah, of Periscope it. is is user live video. Mm-hmm. To to be fair, it's not clear that anyone has m- no, taken advantage no, no. Of, right. of of homegrown live video. Mm-hmm. Turns out that one of the things about making video is that it's easy to make a video. It's much harder to make interesting video and monetize. And mm-hmm. f- f- leave that alone for a second, just to make something that you would want to watch. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to hold a camera up in front of your face and hit record, but to get someone else to watch it is a difficult trick. And that's why actually there's a limited number of people who can do this. Which is by one of the reasons they're not spending a lot of time talking about Periscope right now. They're talking about the stuff they're making with the likes of Bloomberg or the NFL mm-hmm. or BuzzFeed. Well, how how have their early experiments yeah. done? I mean, and I should disclose, too, uh, for those who weren't following, around the time of CES, the annual Consumer Electronics Show, The Verge did a live streaming show on Twitter with Twitter as a partner. Um, and then The Verge's Neil Patel is also going to be involved in some of this live Twitter streaming stuff. I know nothing about that. Um, this is why I'm asking all these questions to Peter. So is there evidence based on Twitter's experiments so far that shows people want to watch video this way on Twitter? So Twitter would say yes. I've got their Q1 shareholder letter where they talked about uh, – I don't. I guess this isn't Q1. They, they produced 800 hours of live streaming video. It means they just literally just made that much. And they got 45 million unique people to watch that. I asked them what 45 million unique people means. It means people who watched a clip for at least two seconds. Two seconds. Two and, seconds. Um, and at least 50 percent of that video was actually visible at the time they were watching it. Where would it have been? Explain that because you know when you're streaming through oh, video, right. you, oh, can, right. you can you scream can up. So it if it was if, mm-hmm. if at least half the screen was on your at least oh half of the God. of the video screen was on your on your phone, mm-hmm. and you saw it for at least two seconds, that's a view. I have to say, I wonder, like for Kafka. people who for people who don't use Twitter regularly, the way that we do as media nerds, yeah. 
you know, when they start experiencing this Twitter live video and they see this stream of tweets below, I mean, I think there, there are tweets right now that appear on real live television as part of a like sort of ticker, like a lower third and people sort of get that and understand what it is, or they see it sort of, I don't know, it's used like in promotional ways that probably makes sense to most people now. But I have to imagine that people who aren't active on Twitter, like we are going to watch live video that the feed below it could be a little bit confusing. Like what are all these hashtags? I think, the counter, I think are, the counter argument would be, hey, actually video is much easier for people to understand than than at replies. Yeah, I watch mm-hmm. a lot of video on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, how they're actually going to distribute this is, is a different question. But let me go back to the one you answered a minute ago. I think the best numbers that we can use for comps for, for Twitter and video are the NFL. Last mm-hmm. year, they aired 10 NFL games. There were Thursday night games. Not the best games, but they're still games. Um, and the NFL is the, the most valuable product on TV, full mm-hmm. stop. Twitter got a deal to broadcast this stuff. Um, the broadcast worked really well. I'm, I was able to watch them. They streamed really well. You yeah, didn't you have to nice log in to Twitter to see it. They got about 250,000 people watching each one of those games on mm-hmm. average. So Twitter says that's great. The comparison is the TV networks, CBS and, and NBC, who are broadcasting the same games, got about 15 million people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you're Twitter, you say that's great. If, you, if you're in the broader media world, you go, this is not a giant platform. And by the way, that's the single most compelling content you can put yeah, on, you on your platform. You can't, and it's not huge. I guess you could counter that by saying, well, it's already on TV. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to watch it, you're going to watch it on TV. What about something that's something that's unique to Twitter? That's going to be their new their new pitches. It's not available on TV, right? It's mm-hmm. only available on Twitter. Except it could be crap, right? I mean, one of it the could things- be crap. I mean, there's and there's there is a cranky Twitter user's perspective, which would be me, you, mm-hmm. Lauren, I think, of saying I don't go to Twitter to watch video. I go to see Donald Trump's tweets yeah, or other stuff. I like love that. Twitter. You, you you go to Twitter. I do watch a lot of video on Twitter lately. I've noticed. I I've, I've watched a lot of clips when people put them up there, especially if they're thirty second clips. There was an argument between uh, some yeah. anchor and uh, a, a congresswoman who just was. You mean they took something that was on TV and put it on Twitter? Yeah, yeah and I, it that, was great. That, I yeah. love that, I, and I watch those almost all the time. Right. There was a lot of during the uh, during the SNL everything. Uh, yeah, and during the uh, the last round of uh, Trump hearings, um, Sally yeah, Yates. Sally Yates. Right. Yeah, but that yeah. also I mean, people, people you're talking were watching about... it, clipping it, putting it up on nearly real time. It was super useful. Why doesn't Twitter focus on that? They don't own that. Right. There might even be a discussion about whether or not it's legal for that stuff to be up there. I think they're mm-hmm. okay having it up there, and I think, frankly, NBC is happy, happy having it up there as well. Mm-hmm. There's probably um, a fair it's not something they can own, and it's hard to monetize, and they can't show you an ad in front of a 30-second clip right. that a user but useful. It's useful, yeah. Um, what Twitter, I think, and they're not quite sure how they're going to distribute this live video. Um, I think mostly, I mean, there's there'll be, on the desktop, there'll be a way to see it on a sort of a, a, a scrolling thing on the right side of your page. The reality is no one cares about desktop. Twitter doesn't care about desktop. The question is how are they going to tell you when you're looking at your phone that there's something for you to watch? Mm-hmm. I've noticed um, they've got some baseball games are running on Friday nights. I've noticed a couple times that they've just shown it, shown me at the top of the screen. They said, hey, there's baseball. Click here to watch it. And I must have done it because I ended up watching a part of a Nationals game I didn't care about. I think they're also – did you know there's something on Twitter called – Explore? Explore. Yeah, I use it. I use it all the time. So I'm a professional Twitter user. used to be yeah. And Search, a semi-professional right? Twitter right about her. And I did not realize it was called Explore until yeah. – it used yesterday. to be moments, right? Oh, no. It used to be um, moments and it used to be called search. Yes. So I think what their main thought is you're going to go to explore and they're going to sh- tell you about video it's, there and you'll watch it there. It's woefully organized. It's That's the problem is another thing you just have – everything I watch, I ha- most of it unless I'm looking for an SNL clip. Like I wanted to see the uh, Mika jo- Morning Joe thing because I thought it was funny. Yeah. And that's the first pl- – I didn't go to the internet for it for sure. I went to Twitter. 
and it was there. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter's great for a lot of things. It's yeah. great for finding things that the internet's not going to tell you about or will right. take. But the value proposition is for watching clips, on-demand clips, is also different from the infrastructure needed to make live streaming work. Yeah. And then yeah. the deals. They're, they're live pushing streaming. live, 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 and the idea. That, I mean, to me, the whole issue I've got with the the internet's interest in live is that one of the th- great things about the internet is it's asynchronous and it's on demand and I don't have to watch it live. I don't have to watch Game of Thrones at 9 o'clock on Sunday. I can watch it at 9.30 on HBO Go or whenever I want to watch it. The broadcasters love live. Mm-hmm. Advertisers love live. People who are in the business of selling live love live. And in, there are a handful of times when it when we all want to watch the same thing at mm-hmm. the same time. Right. But almost never. Right? I almost yeah. never want to watch something at the exact time it's on. Sure, whenever it's convenient. And Right. And so the idea that, that just because it's live makes it more valuable, which is also sort of the proposition that you're hearing from Facebook, um, doesn't really ring true yeah, in the real world. Yeah, they love that term. Yeah. And many people have tried it, Huffington Post Live. There has been like attempts yeah. at this all the time. Just because mm-hmm. it's live doesn't make it compelling. I think Lauren was on a live broadcast, weren't you, Lauren? On we did. On internets. Yeah, WSJ Live from around 2008 to, th- I think, 2011 or so. And, um, wh- and where did WSJ Live generate most of its views, Lauren? Uh, well, we learned after we had, you know, the control room and the jib cameras and we turned the newsroom into a live studio and all that stuff when we were broadcasting, you know, live to WSJ.com at least least four or five times a day through different programming um, that everyone went to watch it on demand when they felt like it later on. Yeah. <laughs> right. We, right. we did get some concurrent views, of course, and there are people that maybe would... But almost none, because you know, as, yeah, as compelling mm-hmm. a person as Lauren Good is, the fact no, that she's broadcasting so live does not mean you want to stop everything and watch no. her. No, I yeah, did all exactly. the time, but still. So is this part of a bigger acquisition play by Twitter? What do they do? Why are they doing this? Because you just, like you said, the cynical view is they want to look relevant. You want to look relevant. You want to make noise. And, and by the way, I don't fault them for trying this. Right. Why not try it? Right. And by the way, you could argue, look, you guys are being way too timid about this. You've got $4 billion bucks on your balance sheet yeah. in cash, in cash equivalents. Go buy something real. Go go make a real splash. Go make a big bet if you're going to go out and do this. Mm-hmm. When Netflix got into original content, they spent $100 million to make an HBO and show. Still spending, yeah. um, mm-hmm. Now they're spending a ton of money. But they, the point was they said – we're doing this for real. We're really we're making a thing that is as good a thing as you can see anywhere sure. else. Yeah. And that's not what Twitter is doing. Twitter right. is, is taking little nips and bites. And again, because they're constrained in a lot of ways. You can't buy NFL rights for the most part. You can't buy NBA rights for the most part. These are already locked up. But what could they it, do? What could they like why? You got me. I mean, well, they honestly, did the breaking like, two thing. Did you guys watch that last or it wasn't last Friday? It was two Friday nights ago. No. Um, there was a, a runner who was trying to do a marathon uh, live in under two hours. And he actually didn't complete it in under two hours. He was just over two hours. I think it was two hours and 24 seconds. But he did break a world record. And it was amazing. And people were watching it live on Twitter. I think it also streamed on Facebook and hashtagging breaking two, which was the official hashtag for the event. It must have been about 10 or 11 p.m. on a Friday night on the west coast so it was pretty late and it was a really cool experience i have to say and i knew it was a big you, marketing you know thing and nike, nike was involved yeah. right so well, i knew nike, it was nike owned it it was nike. a nike it was a nike event, event. yeah there were, oh i've read all about the nike custom sneakers but, and everything but it was kind of this cool communal event and it was i think one of the first times maybe aside from the conventions when i watched live video on twitter and i thought yeah this makes sense like i, I get this I want to be hesitant about saying this is the way Twitter works. This is what people consume on Twitter. This is the only way Twitter should work because things evolve. I used to feel that only you know podcasts had to be on demand and there was no reason to have a daily news show. New York Times, turns out, has produced a really good daily news show. It's got a huge audience for it. Mm-hmm. So the medium can evolve. The way people consume the medium can evolve. But right now, it doesn't look like they're giving me much of a reason 
to go look at any of this stuff. And again, it's possible that, you know, I'm not interested in WNBA games. They're going to show WNBA games. Maybe there's a really hardcore NBA, WNBA audience that really wants to see that particular game. Doubt it. All right. But in terms of acquisition, is there is this is this to make themselves more attractive for sale? Sure. What isn't? I don't know. I mean, they want to they want to have some story to tell right. an investor, whether it's a Wall Street or an acquirer, that, that things are picking up and things that are working, and and they found a new revenue stream and they found a new thing, both to monetize their existing audience and to bring in a new audience. That was a big right. pitch of, of the NFL games, by the sure. way. Was we're going to bring in this audience that hasn't been using Twitter, doesn't know how to use it. There was no evidence that that happened uh, right. last year. That's the issue, and of course, we're going to just so you know, we're having who are we having at Code Conference, Pierre, my Anthony Noto, and you are going to interview mm-hmm. him and discuss these issues, correct? Yep. Don't yep. miss it. Yeah, he you'll, is you'll the probably miss it because you haven't is. paid for a ticket. Yes. But, but explain who the man is. Anthony Noto is the COO of Twitter. He's kind of running the company. He's Jack Dorsey has two jobs. Uh, yeah, he's a big push for live video. His last job was at the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got Wall Street connections. So in theory, he should be the guy who can both position Twitter for a sale and position Twitter as they're sort of exploring media stuff. Right. So we'll see what he has to say. But uh, we're going to get to readers' questions, listeners' questions in a minute about Twitter video. But first, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Lauren, what do we say here? ka Thank you so much. Can we have much. Peter That's say it now that he's in studio? Peter, say ka I love sponsors. Okay, good. Sponsor, That's sponsor, it. sponsor. Okay, good. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Willis Towers Watson. Executives, you need to listen to this. Cybersecurity is one of the greatest threats any business faces. Last year, more than 400 million new malware threats were released and more than a half a billion personal records were breached. And while businesses spend $100 billion a year on cyber technology, cybersecurity is as just as much about employee behaviors as it is about technology. The average network breach can cost $4 million in company losses. That's why you need to know about Willis Towers Watson. Willis Towers Watson understands that the only comprehensive approach to cybersecurity is to deal with it all, your people, capital, and technology risks. Willis Towers Watson decodes all of that complexity through a comprehensive three-stage approach. First, they thoroughly assess the cyber risks throughout your business. Next, they protect your company through their best-in-class solutions. And finally, they improve your ability to recover from future attacks. Learn more about what Willis Towers Watson can do for your business. Go to willistowerswatson.com slash recode. That's willistowerswatson.com slash recode. Kara, you had me at the first yes. Willis Towers I Watson. Willis Towers Watson. And now, Lauren, your turn for the sponsor. Today's show is also brought to you by another sponsor, HostGator. If you're ready to take your website to the next level, whether you're a first-time blogger, which is not Peter Kafka, or an experienced web pro like Peter Kafka, HostGator has all the tools you need to create a great-looking website or even an online store. And if you need a boost in hosting power, HostGator offers cloud, VPS, and dedicated server hosting that can easily handle maximum visitor traffic. So see what HostGator can do for your website. Right now, you lucky Recode listeners get 60% off. Just go to HostGator.com slash Recode and get your 60% off. That was a ka moment, I have to tell you, mm-hmm. Lauren. That was Peter so Kafka ka-ching-esque. is an experienced web pro. Is he? Really? I don't think he programs a lot. Anyway, uh, we've been listening to I learned to basic. Sh- basic, did you? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, um, all right. So you've been listening to the show. You know how it works. Every week, we take tech questions from our readers and listeners. We try to answer everything we can. This week, we're answering your questions about Twitter video. And if you'd like to talk about Facebook video, too, Peter, please go ahead uh, with Recode Senior Media Editor Peter Kafka. 
First question, Lauren, why don't you go for it? Sure. This is the question that inspired this podcast. It's from Ben Wood. He's at Benjamin Wood, minus the vowels, on Twitter. What is Twitter video? Is it live? On demand? Is there a video button I don't see because I'm not in the USA? Hashtag not old, I swear. This is just the mm-hmm. basics, kind of what we got into earlier. Where, do, like, where is it? What is it? Where do you find it? Yes. Give the basics of how you would watch it. You would watch it. Twitter helps you watch it on your phone. Mm-hmm. Twitter needs to figure out how to give it to you. So they don't really have a good answer for that question, but they're probably going to expect you to, to see it on your explore button. Um, they, may also, they may also give you a nudge like I was talking about and say, watch the baseball game. They say that they're not going to ask you to watch the baseball game if you've shown no interest in sports, if you haven't followed anyone from the sports world. Could they put it when content. you first open the thing to sure. see something? But they haven't sure. ever done that. I've never they're, seen it. They're, they're trying stuff all the I time. I've never seen it, and I opened that for you. Well, to be fair, yeah. You probably are not doing a lot of sports on your Twitter. No, that's true. Sports ball. Kind of they're Carol pushing it. So they're not going to tell you about the Mets they, want. they might push game. Bloomberg news to me. Yeah, like, when that exists. Yeah. 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 Well, they have yeah, some they Bloomberg probably. content now, right? Yeah, but I'm saying push it to me. Like when I, that, that I'm sure is. that when they actually launch this 24-7 news channel, they will, they will do some Push pushing. it towards us. Okay. Yeah. So, but you just basically watch it in front and click on it. Same, the same yep. experience you have on Twitter. Yep. And they'd like – we have no idea. No idea. What do you think? What are you guessing? It depends what it is. If it's a baseball game, it's three hours. If it's a 24-7 news channel, it's Two seconds. forever. Yeah, forever. And they just keep going. Yeah, keep right. talking. And people keep screaming at each other, essentially, right? Okay. I'm looking forward to that. All right. The next one is from Jacob Catalano at JG Catalano. Uh, will the majority of video be produced especially for Twitter or will it be like what they did with the NFL and broadcast what's on TV? This was such a good question. I went and asked Twitter myself. Okay. You know what they said? What? They made the shruggy emoji. <laughs> um, they don't know. It, well, it depends, right? So if it's WNBA, if it's NFL, mm-hmm. it's someone else's game. Actually, that, even that's not quite true. If it's the NFL, it's it's, it's simulcast, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's on TV, and they're literally just going to show it to you on Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. The WNBA game they're talking about showing you is not going to be on TV, so that'll be new. But I don't think Twitter's going to produce it. And then there's stuff like the Bloomberg channel, which will be new and exclusive for Twitter. I see. So, and again, shrug emoji. Yeah. Shrug be best. anything. That's pretty much What's the, the craziest idea emoji. you've heard. Is there any crazy ideas you've heard? Um, the one with Neelai Patel. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, but Neelai is the not verge, and he's going to take time and, and create live content for them. All right. What would we great. do if we did? They didn't ask us to be here. Cats. It's just us arguing with each other. I think we were an on-demand medium, Kara Swisher. Yes, we are. Yes, I would agree. What could we? I do would disagree with that. I would watch you two live. Oh wait, wait! I've got a great idea. What we can fidget together? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to fidget. We're fidgeting. I don't it's understand this. There you go. We're fidget spinning together. This would be riveting video that we could make millions from. If you were a seven-year-old boy, yes. Yes, exactly. All right. So next question. Lauren, go ahead. Next question is from Alex Hardy. He writes in a lot. Thanks for writing in again, Alex. How do their live video efforts relate to their flirtation with TV rights, Thursday Night Football, et cetera? Yeah, they're, they're directly synced, right? They would love to have actual TV rights. They would love to be in TV, and they can't be in TV yet, but they can nibble around at the edges and find stuff that's either... On TV, but the TV, you know, the NFL are geniuses, by the way. They take a game on Thursday night that they've already charged CBS or NBC a gazillion dollars to air, and then they resell it to Twitter. Right. How great is that? Now they're re- and now they're reselling it to Amazon. Right. Mm-hmm. So, the, you know, the TV guys are – they may have a shrinking industry, but they're not dumb. If they, they know can, how to sell something If they times. can resell something ten times with, right. to, to internet people, they will do it. They like to do it and then they insult internet people. It's one of the favorite things whenever I go to Hollywood. Screw you. Pay Screw me. You. <laughs> exactly. Go ahead, Lauren. There was a follow-up question from Alex uh, that I'd like to get in there too. Do they have a prayer against Facebook and Instagram? Uh, no. 
But I mean, if, if, on, on the video front, right? I mean, what they are willing to do, which which Facebook up until next month has not been willing to do, is go out and pay for content, go out and acquire for content, go out and partner with media uh, folks. Up until now, Facebook and Insta- Facebook has been saying, if you guys want to put free content on our site, that'd be great. Um, and also, you can't advertise on it because we don't believe in advertising. At least we don't pr- believe in pre-roll. Uh, and Twitter for uh, several years has been saying, no, no, we'll take your stuff and we'll figure out a way to monetize it. And you know, those ads you like to run in front of your stuff, we'll, we'll run those too. But you know, ultimately, this is a scale play and Facebook's and got a lot more scale. And Facebook will do that. Yeah. We'll pay. Fa- well, Facebook will pay. Facebook is still trying to figure out the best way for them to do this. It's and taking it, them so long. Internally, they say, well, we have to build the product. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of time spent trying to figure out exactly how the business of this would work because, again, they don't really want to run commercials on video. On, right. on video, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't like that. Mm-hmm. But that's how TV guys make their money, so they're a little stuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. Um, they're also not very content, even though they've been sucked up into the content. Yeah, but, but Facebook really, really is pushing for video. Facebook believes there's going to be a world where – Instead of just going to your Facebook feed and scrolling through and there's a bunch of video there, that at some point you go to Facebook because you want to watch video. Right. And either you go to a special part of the Facebook app to watch video because that's what you're interested in or you go to a special Facebook video app. We'll see. That's that's a big change in user behavior. Absolutely. So speaking of that, uh, next question. What's from Rochelle at Rochelle? Uh, what's Twitter going to do to prevent the live streams of suicides and murders like Facebook had problems with? And by the way, Facebook should have anticipated much more. Much more. Um, I haven't asked him. Um, if you're going to have live feeds mm-hmm. without any kind of force stopping it in advance, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to have that. Right. User-generated um, Facebook, live feeds. Yeah. Facebook's I mean, answer I, I think this we is we're going to hire more people so once someone starts to kill themselves – Hopefully, or that basically, once we get reports about we this, we can take it down. Those are miserable jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and and again, to be fair, everyone who has user generated content has a version of this. Live is obviously the most problematic. It's happening so quickly. Um, but YouTube has been dealing with this forever. Mm-hmm. Um, Tumblr. You can automate some of this, but in the end, you need some degree of people either looking at the video or people complaining Being about alerted. the video yeah, and then looking at those complaints. And again, no one no one is good about this stuff. Some of it is because again, these guys really aren't content focused, and they're much more comfortable with algorithms and rules. And sometimes common sense eludes them. Like last year when they took down the the Pulitzer Prize winning photo of the Vietnamese girl yeah. being being uh, napalmed, um, and and took it down for a full day. Said no, this is the right decision to make. This is mm-hmm. Facebook we're talking about. Yeah, uh, we're far afield. Took but, them hours to take down the murders though. They're yeah, gone. yeah. And so they really sort of they're just not equipped for this stuff. And and does that. Do, let me ask you a more pointed question. I find that to be reprehensible and they're responsible for it. And they and they should have anticipated. I've had discussions before when it came on. I said someone's going to kill themselves and they just – they were like, that's cynical. I'm like, no, that's human. And so do you feel that now they're suddenly hiring people? Do you think that's a typical thing for these companies to do? I, th- I think if I was going to be an armchair psychologist, I think it is difficult for them to sort of anticipate some of this stuff because it's illogical. <laughs> right? Spots. Who would kill themselves live? Oh, um, well, <laughs> you know, honestly, that's our next episode. <laughs> and, and again, I think they, especially a Facebook, especially a Google, are, are very interested in the idea that this is a, a platform that they don't control. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter used to be that way. Again, Twitter, I think, to their credit, it leaned in earlier on and said, "We're gonna, we're gonna have less terrorism." Mm-hmm. On Twitter, we're going to yeah. take down ISIS accounts, um, but it is a difficult, naughty thing. And, and the flip version of it is: Would you rather not have this platform be available to anyone who wants it? I would rather them do their jobs and and responsibly man- manage it. That's what I would rather. 
Yeah, but they just pretend they don't have. Well, anyway, I can go on. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a separate thing. podcast. Maybe, yeah. we'll, maybe we'll do it on stage. Ah, ah, that's what drives me crazy. Anyway, go ahead, Lauren. Next question. Next question is from Alan ML at Jose Allen ML on Twitter. When are the Virgin Recode shows airing on Twitter live? Hashtag too embarrassed. Um, I'm embarrassed to admit. I don't know. I honestly don't. I'm not being coy. Uh, I don't know Twi- when. The well, Peter Virgin and I are going to live in a pod by ourselves on an yeah. island for a year. It's going to be an art project. Mm-hmm. With your great. fidget just spinners. Cast away too. <laughs> you have to figure uh, here, out how let, me, let me say something in broadly about, about, about those, uh, the shows that Twitter announced uh, a little while ago. Um, like I said at the beginning of the show, Many of those shows will get made, but many – some of them may not. Um, in the internet, when you announce you're going to uh, produce some programming, it often means you intend to make it if an advertiser will buy it from you. And so Apple's is coming, right? Yeah. Well, Apple, that's a, st- that's a thing they bought. Right. They mm-hmm. made, yeah, that's what I mean. They're, yeah. they're not yeah. looking for an advertiser. But when, when Twitter or Defy Media or anyone else who holds a new front says, here's our programming – actually, Defy Media is going to get mad. Generally, what they're saying is – we would like to make these shows if you pay us to make them. Right. Which one do you love? I'm just curious of all the ones. Neelai Patel, obviously. No, no. But which one besides Neelai Patel? Which show do you think is good? Or what do you think? Were you like at the new fronts? So you go, mm, that's interesting. I went to zero new fronts this year. Okay. Right. Peter <laughs> Kafka. Peter, when Peter is the Kafka. Apple show coming? I thought we were supposed to see it by now. This is the uh, um, two Planet Apple shows. of the there's, Apps. Yeah, there's there's a Planet of the Apps, which is, sh- I Get bet it? it will come around WW. DC, yeah, because mm-hmm. um, that would make sense for them. And there's also a spinoff of uh, Carpool Karaoke from James Corden that I think was going to come out already. They've delayed it. They didn't say why they're delaying it. Sources I've talked to say there's a technical issue with getting translation ready because they want oh. this to go out and across sure, the that world. Makes sense, yeah. hmm. so that's interesting. Yeah, is this going out just on Apple TV and Apple Music, or is it being distributed to Real TV? Uh, no, it's it's an Apple Music thingy. Um, they might. There's no reason they couldn't show it on TV eventually, but it's meant to promote Apple and Apple That's Music. Absolutely, yeah. All right, last question uh, via email from Josh. Okay. Why the hell does anyone use Twitter? It's a goddamn mess that it's possible to use. And it got Trump elected, so fuck that. I tried to read that with a lot of interest. Uh, Kara, you wrote that. That's, that's, not, no, that's no. not Josh. This is someone named Josh who's been writing into the show for at least a couple months now. It is Kara. Complaining about Twitter. Twitter. You know I love the Twitter, so I would not say why the hell. Way to contribute to the, to the conversation okay, there, Josh. Let's try the first one. Why the hell does anyone use Twitter? Peter, first question. It's a great way to occupy dead time. Yeah, all it's right. Like it's a, a goddamn spinner. mess and impossible to use. How do you address that? No, it's got 300 million plus users. Okay, but you may it, not like it, but do you think they could improve the product, Peter? Come on, most I people. love the product. You it's do? great. Okay. Again, three hundred million people right. use it, right. um, and those are people who are using it every month. Josh, Peter does not agree with you. It is not a goddamn. Josh, mess. get off our lawn. Why the hell does anyone? And by the way, it? I think Josh responded to that on Twitter, right? Yeah, and it gets was that, was that Josh's Twitter handle? Uh, no, it's his email. So oh, and, all right. and it got Trump it elected. So fuck that. What do you think about that? I do say fuck that. Yeah. Um, by the way, Jack Dorsey today said that, uh, yeah, Donald Trump should keep tweeting because that's better than him not tweeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, today being uh, we're mid-May right now and this might air yeah, a little bit later. A lot this so. week. He's been tweeting a lot. This yeah. week. It's interesting to see if he crosses a line, though. You know they've got a plan in place for that. You mean like by firing the, the head of the FBI? No, no, no. If he's no, no, no. Some type of terms of service, service thing, right? Toss. Like our policy. Yeah. I mean, at what point is it? Is, do his tweets actually cross the line? There over is no point. Well, no, he has to do something. No, 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 no. no point. He will never be what if he says platform? everybody should get a gun and shoot blank? Yeah, they'll cost. They'll toss him off. No. All right, Peter, we're gonna have a bet on that. Free one. speech, free no speech wing way. of the free speech wing. No way are they gonna let uh, let him do that. No, no way. All right, we're gonna. Well, talk. I mean, when it's just happens. gonna be like a game of whack a mole if that happens because it'll pop up on some other. 
platform. I get it, but they're not letting comments. I'm certain they're not going to let them say something violent. Anyway, although someone recently pointed out to me that everything he says on the thing is violent because it hurts the United States, but here we're still around. And this has been the Donald Trump hour. <laughs> yes, Kara, Trump. Anyway, why do you like um, Twitter? I, why do I like it? Because yeah. um, I'm a narcissist. Um, I think probably. Um, I, I, it amuses me. I actually, news discovery. I find all kinds of things I want to read. I find really, um, for all the waste of time that it occupies, I also find incredibly clever people. Like someone was writing about a Trumpster fire the other day and then there was just funny stuff. I, I see it's funny stuff. It's a great stuff. newspaper. Yeah, it's a great newspaper. It's fun to read. And when you have great stuff, it's great stuff. And I happen upon things I never would read and people I never would encounter. So I like that. I like it a lot. Hey, uh, mm-hmm. Lauren Good, why do you like Twitter? Uh, because I'm a narcissist. Uh, <laughs> I do probably check the notifications tab more than any other tab on my, well, that and the home feed. But uh, it's I'm a news hound. I like seeing news. And you like news. to talk to people too, I right? Like, I like chatting well. with people. It gives people a sense of your personality and what we're working on as reporters too. And it helps us source sometimes. Um, and sometimes it's just, I, I look at Facebook as like, I don't know, Facebook is the platform that's like trying to get you to like, be drunk on a school night and like get distracted and not do the stuff you have to do <laughs> oh, and twitter's the platform that's like let's do interesting things on the weekend oh, it's just i don't know it's just like it feeds the brain in a different way that i think other social networks do and i yeah, appreciate it, that about twitter it was interesting there was a great uh thing in the new york times recently i think farhad did it about what you would eliminate and then they did a poll of the different services they had amazon and google and and stuff like that. And it was interesting. They didn't include Twitter in there, but it was. It, it would have been hard if you had to pick. It was, I think, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, Facebook, and something else. There was one other thing. And you had to rank them which one you'd get rid of. And so it, yeah. I wish Twitter had been in there because I would not have. Twitter would have been high. What would you list. get rid of first? I think, it, first? I think it has deep, I think it has deep, deep, deep appeal to the people who use it. Mm-hmm. And then many people will yeah. perfectly fine never mm-hmm. interact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, can, and can the company sustain that way? If it's providing an immense value to its current users, you understand how it works and get all the language of it and just basically get it. Um, but it doesn't ever really grow in the way that Facebook has. Can can Twitter sustain? Can it keep just no, being not what it as is? A pub- not as a public company. It's a question you ask Snapchat too But these earnings. But you could – there is definitely a way that you could have a company that has 300 million hardcore dedicated users, many of whom are uh, opinion makers and or affluent or whatever, uh, to turn that into something that is a business. It may not be a giant business, may not be a growing business, may have difficulty, difficulty attracting sort of the best and brightest who want to go to something like a Snapchat where they think they're going to see their options go up. Um, but you could make it work. But they're, they're, they are where they are because they've gone public mm-hmm. and told and told Wall Street we're going to be Facebook. And they're same not. thing with Snapchat. Snapchat may have that same mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. Yep, may have the same problem. They had a tough quarter. The top quarter, and Peter wrote beautifully about it. Peter and Kurt Wagner wrote great stories. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite person that you each follow on Twitter? Oh, that's a good question. Lots of people. Sorry I like Maggie Haberman. One, right? Maggie Haberman, I think is, I always find. Yeah, she's great. Peter, do you have a favorite? No, I mean, I'm, but I love it. I love it. I love. I, I, there are so many interesting people I follow. Yeah, um, some people who are John good Lovett's at it. Pretty funny, John Lovett. Uh, but any anyone funny is, funny. or many funny people are funny that on one Twitter. Guy is funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dave the Pell. sick of wolves guy is really funny. Dave Pell is funny. There are people who are funny yeah, on Twitter Pell's and who are funny. not funny in other formats, which is awesome. <laughs> I also like. I also <laughs> like angry Trump people them. yelling at me. I enjoy that. <laughs> do you follow oh, the Trump? <laughs> do you follow the Trump regrets handle? That one's no, pretty I'll good. It's all well, people who just have been tweeting that they voted for Trump, admitting they voted for Trump and why they regret it. Oh, and, and, then, and then Trump regrets just finds them and retweets them 
all day long. All right. Well, that's good. Anyway, we'll see what happens with video. And we'll see where it goes from here. And it'll be exciting to talk to Anthony. I can't wait for Peter to grill him on all these issues. We'll have a civil, pleasant discussion. Yes, we will. No grilling. That'll be so fun. It'll be grilling. And for people who can't make it to Code Conference, they can actually listen to that later on on Recode Replay, which is one of our other podcasts. All that stuff is free. You can listen to all the same conversations with these really, really smart people for free. So. The low, low price of free. This yeah. has been another great episode of Two Embarrassed Ask Peter. Stop doing that. <laughs> Thank They're you for joining in. us. He's just staring we at never, the You never answered why you have a fidget spinner. Is it just, is it's just I have children. two kids. Yeah, two kids. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, thank you for coming, Peter. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Peter. And if you all enjoyed this episode as much as we did, be sure to subscribe to the show and you can leave us a review. Go to iTunes.com slash 2 Embarrassed to ask you to find all of our episodes and you can just leave us some kind words and maybe five stars. Absolutely. But seriously, subscribe. If you do, you'll be the first to listen to new episodes every Friday or catch up on previous episodes where we answer all of the tech questions that our listeners have been too embarrassed to ask. And if you're not on Apple Podcasts, you can also subscribe on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, basically we're everywhere or you can just go to the website recode.net slash podcast and find all of our stuff there all right and while you're there you should check out our other podcasts like recode decode recode replay where we'll have all our code conference uh stuff coming up and of course recode media with peter kafka the one and only fidget spinner fidget spinner the verge also has some great podcasts for your listening pleasure walt mossberg who will be retiring soon and neil patel host control walt delete and neil also hosts the flagship podcast the verge cast don't forget to tweet your questions ahead of time to at Recode with the hashtag TooEmbarrassed or email them to TooEmbarrassed at Recode.net. Thanks to everybody for listening. And thanks also to Digital Media, the company that distributes this show, uh, including Beth O'Connell and our editor, Chris Basil. And thank you to our producer, Eric Johnson, uh, who's here with me right now and has been uh, very nice to my cat who just keeps like stomping all over Cat-ears. his equipment. <laughs> I have to mention on every podcast. We'll be back next week to answer more of the questions you've been too embarrassed to ask. So send us your questions and tune in then. 